0: Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Wealth Podcast, where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Okay, can't wait to do this one, actually. This is just yours truly, Aaron and I, talking about what makes Uncommon Wealth so uncommon and things that maybe you do know or maybe you don't. Oh my gosh, Philip, you want to know how I'm feeling right now? Excited. Yeah, but like uncomfortable. This is not our natural thing to talk about. Oh, ourselves? Yeah. How awesome we are? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is not the intent. The intent, I think, for me in in shooting something like this is because we are building something that is truly unique. Yes, it is uncommon, and there's some things that we do that people have no idea that we do. Yeah, uh, and so I wanted to clarify and, and just talk through those things because every one of our team is uncommon, and if they aren't uncommon, that's not a good fit, candidly, and so everyone that is on the team now lives and breathes this whole like, Hey, we want to be doing things differently and we're building a company that way. So please don't hear this as like an edification of everything that we're doing. Right. Because there's things that we definitely can improve on. Oh yeah. We're working on those. Right. But let me just start. And we have a list of these things. um, Is we don't ask for referrals. It's huge. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I can riff on this for a whole like hour. I'm pretty sure. But uh, the main gist of this is when I wasn't in the industry, I was approached by an advisor. We only needed to talk about who he was working with, but uh, he talked to me for the first five, 10 minutes and wanted me to, I think, open up account with him, a life insurance and a disability insurance policy, whatever. But at the end of that first meeting, he pulls out this piece of paper and he had five LinkedIn contacts that I was connected with. That he was not connected with you in my painting the scene okay oh yeah okay and he said these are the five people that you know that i don't know that i'd like to be introduced to
1: and, and aaron real quick for our audience that means they philip has talked to this guy and met this guy for five minutes w- yeah
0: yeah i think it was a little bit longer let's say it was like 35 minutes but it wasn't long okay less than a day yeah less than a day for sure and those relationships that i've been working on like Something that this poor guy didn't know is like, my relationships are like gold. Yeah. If somebody said, here's $75,000 or you can have a relationship with this person, I'd be like, I'd rather have a relationship with the person, like throw it away. Like, because that relationship is invaluable to me. Now, probably a dumb example, but to me, relationships are really a high priority.
1: Well, and to edify that, there are people out there that won't give
0: referrals because they don't want their name behind that person. Right. That's how big of a deal a referral is. Right. So the fact that he, he asked that within 35 minutes of us meeting was a huge red flag to me. Yeah, And I remember taking the piece of paper off the table and crumpling it up. And I said, I've been working my whole life to build these relationships. And you think that you're going to get those in 35 minutes? I was irate. And I, I was like, I will never do this to people. Yeah, Because he didn't realize the landmine that he just stepped on. Now, that's their business model. And I just said, if, if I ever do, I will never ask for referrals.
1: And that's just the, the general business model for most big
0: agencies. To ask for referrals. ask right. for referrals. Yeah. And so th- we've been so blessed to be able to have clients who are like, hey, we want to refer you people. How do we do that? And this has been a true like, talk track. And I was like, please don't refer us. Yeah. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? Like every every advisor would want a referral. And I said, here's how that's going to go. Hey, I got an advisor that you should go talk to, a financial advisor. How does that make you feel and to, the, to the client? And they're like, yeah. not great. And I'm like, here's the deal, man. Just be excited about your plan that we just crafted. Because yeah. I'm excited about your plan. Yeah. And if I don't get any other of your friends to be clients, I'm still okay with that. Because I'm excited about what your plan is. Now, in your enthusiasm and your excitement, I have a feeling that's going to draw attention to yourself and what you're doing, which I think I really want to do. Like, let's just talk about that. But if those people aren't as excited about their finances as you are, then they're going to ask you, well, who do you work with? And you'll be excited to say uncommon wealth partners because they do things different. And finally, I'm excited about where I'm going. Now these people are invited into i I've Philip or I'll have Aaron Kramer call you like, it's just a whole different experience. Yeah, I mean,
1: to edify this though, like it's funny because I got brought up in the world where you do ask for referrals. Always hated, it. always felt super gross. Crunchy. So the only thing I could ever do is put a little sticker on the back of the envelope and say, by the way, if you ever have time, I'm never too busy for a referral. That's the best I could do because it yeah. felt so like gross. Yeah. But you told me this when I first came over and I'm like, what? This is kind of cool. Yeah. And then our first big case, yeah. I won't mention names or anything, but like our first big case we worked on, it ended up turning out really well. And it really, like, we poured into them. Sure did. And then the thing that you said that what you wanted to happen actually happened. It was like, hey, these these people are just really happy about the plan you guys put together. I was just actually just excitingly talking about it. And then
0: they were like, I want to work with them yes. and send us referrals. And I was like, sure did. Well, this is awesome. Yeah. So it's not that we don't want to take referrals. We want to try to set our clients up in order for you not to have to promote us. But you're just promoting where you're going and how excited you are. And in that enthusiasm, invite other people to be on this uncommon path with yeah. you. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's honestly, we just—it's really just taking the stance of like we're going to get really excited about your plan, and we're going to focus on your plan. We're not focused. We're not looking past you. Exactly. I think that's the thing. Like that's we're not looking it. past you. Like you're going to focus. We're going to focus on you. And if it goes well, and you're excited about it, cool. Like I hope you tell people who did it. But if not. Cool. We don't care. We're happy that we just got to work on your plan.
0: That's good. Okay. So that's the first thing. So I hope this is like, oh, that's kind of cool. Not like trying to edify us, but this has been something that worked. We
1: want to know, like, everybody to know, like, what we do here, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Okay. The second thing that I want to talk about is the Uncommon Life Seal. Uh, This is something that we started at our client appreciation events, man, many moons ago. But uh, we, we basically give this award, a way to Two people in our practice that we feel are being stretched outside their comfort zone they're doing this uncommon path really well they're doing this uncommon life amazing they're impacting not only their future but they're impacting a lot of people around them we have this award that we give out. It has been awesome. And so every year we get to have kind of a system to track like, okay, who's on track to get the uncommon life seal. And then we kind of have an award and we do that all at our client appreciation events. It's been awesome. I'm excited. I haven't got to give one out yet. This is yeah. The next time we have a client appreciation event, Aaron gets to uh, give out his first award and he gets to be a part of this. It is so encouraging. And like to hear these people and see these people win this award that honestly we just made up crying and like emotionally happy. Like there is something about getting rewarded for sacrificing for other people that yeah. is just really neat. So that's what we do at the, uh, one of the things that we do at the, uh, it's a the, pretty cool thing. I, I know watching it from the outside in my first year,
1: cause my first year, cause they have, they have to go to our celebration twice. Yep. Yeah. You can't just get it the first time you go. Yep. And then I remember you telling me like, okay, like you gotta be lo- on the lookout for someone that can, that make it on your, from your client list there. Cause I came over with a book if you don't know if you're a new listener. So I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, well, what about I named off a couple of people and Philip's like, nah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? It's like, it has to be a big deal. And I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, well we have somebody now oh, yeah. that we worked on, but like, and I'm not saying who it is or I don't want to nope. allude to it, but like. Anyways, I
0: was like, oh. Yeah, it's definitely a different feel. It's not about like money either. No. It's not about like how much money they have. No, there's nothing to do with that. It's like who is living their uncommon out in such a way that we want to encourage and also recognize. Yes.
1: It's so good. I don't know. It kind of makes us like, it's more of a award for
0: us. Than oh, this. it sure like, is. In
1: the sense of like, I want to give you this because I'm so proud of you. It sure is. And yeah. I'm
0: glad you said it because there are some stipulations that you have to uh, achieve in order for you to get this yeah. or even be in the hunt for it. Yeah. So, all right, that's good. Okay, one thing that I want to just touch on, every week we have a team meeting uh, and every week we pray. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, we pray. Uh, I, ha- I feel like this is just a big component of Uncommonwealth, and we don't put this on the door, but it is a big part of who we are as a company. And so that's just something we do internally. Um, We don't need to touch on much of that, but I think it makes us uncommon because if there's an HR anywhere (laughs) in a 10 foot radius, they'd be like, you can't do that. That's what we do. So, okay, let's move on on the uh, client appreciation events. Holy buckets, bat girl. I can't wait to talk about this. These are my favorite things. I shouldn't say favorite. This is a fun thing to be able to do and be able to appreciate our clients. One, you have to be a client yep that's first and foremost but two we really want to in those client appreciation events we want you to feel like you'll never miss another client appreciation event and we're constantly trying to set the bar higher which has been a little daunting but also super rewarding and so some things that we've done in the client appreciation events are ping pong parlor we rented out a big band kind of a jazz cabaret thing we've done a country music theme. Yeah. We've rented out a mansion. We've done a blind dinner. If you don't know what a blind dinner is, it's scary, but awesome. <laughs> uh, and we always try to relay this back to the feelings that you are having when you're going down your own uncommon path and you're investing in yourself. Yes. So there's always kind of trying to stir up emotions or have an experience together that we're all having uh, as clients and uh, obviously advisors and, and as a company to appreciate people and then also give them a a night that they'll never forget. Yeah.
1: it's super awesome. You guys
0: do that. Um, okay. So we've done just smaller events, which I, I, I just like those. We've done a wine and cheese tasting event, which has gone off really well. We've also paintballed with people. I really want to get involved on that one. (laughs) The problem is like, I, you guys have had these and all my clients are so young. They're still, they can't take time (laughs) off work. Yeah. So we've just done quirky things. We've also done like a Boone train wa- ride where we rented out the train and we oh, yeah. took lunch. I, was just, I doing? I was I think, busy then. Yeah, week. you were busy. Dang it's it. But fun things that we just like to enjoy life with clients and we just want to appreciate them. Uh, so that's kind of like a mini client appreciation event. We also invite people that aren't clients into those things. Yeah. Here's another thing that we don't do. One, because mainly we're just too busy, but... After you come to a client appreciation event and you're not a client, we don't engage with you anymore as much as we'd like to. uh, We just don't really have time. So I think a lot of people will do these client appreciation events or they'll do these events to try to invite people into the practice. And then they solicit them or they try to go after. And and here's what we can do. We don't really do that. Uh, We have enough going on, but we do want to give people a dose of. Kind of what it looks like to be a part of the firm. Yeah. And in that, you can be as engaged or as unengaged as you want to. But it's so freeing to know. And all these little tiny mini events we go with people aren't clients, be like, hey, we're not going to call you. (laughs) Yes. Have an amazing time. Yeah. You have somebody that invited you. You know them. So have a fun date night. Yeah. It's on us. And there's no obligation. No obligation. Have an amazing time.
1: Yeah. It's it's a fun thing to do. It's a great thing. And for... Anybody that's listening to like edify why we don't call us because like, again it goes back to the whole referral thing. Yeah, like we don't ask for referrals. If you want to be on the team uncommon, that's really cool. But you're going to call because our onboarding process isn't exactly easy.
0: No, so let's talk about it. It's uncommon. Yeah. It's on the list. So what is our un- what is our onboarding process here at Uncommonwealth?
1: Well, our first is you got to get to know. We have to get to know you. It's an interview process, but when I say it's an interview process, it's not us interviewing you. It's you interviewing us, and yes, us interviewing you. One hundred percent. So, Philip usually takes those on.
0: I like those. Yeah, you love those. I, and the main thing that I'm trying to help is like, do you know what you want? That's so defined that we can help and show you what success looks like. Can we track your goals? Yeah. If you don't know what you want, you guys were just not a good fit yet.
1: Yeah. Cause we, we are not here to tell you what you want. No. Like that never works out. No. But it's like, oh, you know, you show up like, well, I want to do what society tells me I want to do. I need a Roth IRA. I need some life insurance. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, that doesn't work out good.
0: Yeah. No, so it's bleh. We do a different kind of process. And the first thing is the get to know you meeting. And in that we just try to figure out, hey, do you know what your goals are enough to Define them so that we can step into them and and track those so we know that our job is helping you achieve what you want to achieve. That's really the biggest thing. We're here to serve you. Right. Uh for those people who don't know, it's just not ready yet. Yeah. And we're not here to push a product or things like that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we get your numbers. Hey, what kind of assets are you working with? And honestly, one of the biggest takeaways from the get to know you meeting, the first meeting is like, Hey, go on a date and pretend like money's no object. What do you want to have happen in your life? Yeah. What do you want your days to look like? Start dreaming a little bit. And then after we come back for the numbers meeting, we do, obviously talk about what what are, what are the tools we're working with yeah but then also okay what is it that we're going to try to plan out Yep, uh which is super fun and those meetings take a little longer than normal as they should yeah because we have to get the technical stuff but then we talk about kind of the future but again like i want
1: you to recognize that when i say it's a big process like there's two meetings already yeah and we're asking you to like a numbers meeting is not a small meeting like you're nope. we're asking for a lot of statements things to gather
0: not easy, Ooh, yeah, not easy. But hopefully, it's the last time you ever have to do it. Yes, <laughs> uh, and then once we do that uh, internally, we work through. Hey, here are the goals, and we have more people looking on those than you would think. Yeah, it's not Parents just there. Yeah, I'm there, and then we have the whole team that's looking at this to try to dissect it on what things could we do to help them achieve their goals faster. It's kind of a unique process. Yeah, and
1: I'm, I will tell you, like to throw in there, like me and Philip don't know everything, and our team doesn't know everything. So we've had cases. Where me and Philip and the team are looking, well, I don't know. All right, Philip, you call your contacts.
0: I'm calling my contacts. Let's figure this out. Right, right. And we have time. And that's why this process takes yep. a little longer, but we feel at the end of the result is something way better. Uh, and so after we get all those m- numbers in the system, the system's super complicated. Yeah. So we've just implemented a 15 minute uh, meeting with either myself, Aaron, and Ashley, yep. which is the person that's punching it into eMoney and just to look through it. Hey, here's how we've inputted it in the system. Does everything look right? Yes. And we've taken this out of the plan reveal meeting, which we're going to talk about in a second, to this like 15-minute thing because what we are finding is in the plan reveal meeting, we would have times where maybe things weren't exactly the way they should be, like maybe some details were not communicated clearly or we didn't put in the system correctly and it was taking a lot more time than what we were doing about hey here's our recommendations yeah so we kind of broke this out into just a 15 minute meeting Hey, here's how the system works here's what we input in the system does everything look right great Because then when we do the plan reveal meeting, which is kind of our like, ta-da, yeah, Uh, we get to now show you everything that we've done, why we've recommended what we recommended, and then does it handle your goals and objectives? Yeah,
1: And then also to add to that, that meeting also helps, because if you've ever been on the end of like, hey, give me all your numbers, which I've been on this this side, and if you're a little ADD like me, yeah, here are all my numbers, and I think that I've gotten everything I'm supposed to get. Well, you get into the meeting of the plan reveal, it's like, well... Hey, what about these numbers? It's like, well, you didn't give me those. Yeah. Poop, you know? So like everybody's human. It's a lot of information to gather in one meeting. So we want to make sure that you have given us the most you can. And you might've forgotten some, you know, or we misheard
0: too. Exactly. So. Okay. So then, so that's kind of the whole process of our financial planning process, onboarding process, as you said. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the, the in a nutshell and at the end of that hey how many times do you want to meet with us how can we help you achieve these things at a fast clip um or faster than you thought you would and get you excited about finance yeah,
1: but when we reveal it though, what do you want to go? sorry I'm keep going back yeah you're missing it's good. some good things okay, it's like go for it but it's like is that like we're gonna try to we're going to ask you does this get is did we do what you wanted yeah did we achieve your goals did we achieve your goals yeah because if you told us no we're gonna go back to the drawing board yeah reset guys like we, me and philip i've had our team mad at us like guys like how many times we're we gonna go back until we get it right exactly like i don't care how like if it you paid us a little amount or nothing or it's we're gonna get it right
0: and yes. if we so um i'm glad I think you that's a big up. one it's good it's good okay moving on because i think we could about we could truly probably have a podcast for two hours oh yeah but we're moving oh, yeah. on okay so we all work remotely we don't have an office that's uncommon. Yeah. Uh, we made this strategically early on, and I heard this, uh, what's his name? What's the advisor's name that does a lot of content creation, financial planner? Kitches. Oh, Kitschus. Yeah. Yeah. What's his first name? Michael. Michael Kitchus. Okay, so he's a respected uh, figure in the financial planning space. I heard him talk one time, and what he said was like, that's really interesting. And this is what he said. He says the career of an advisor is really interesting where at first you're going to go talk to everybody and you're going to do whatever you need to do to make sure you can get in front of people. So you're going to go to their kitchen table. Yeah. And then there comes a point where you get too successful or whatever you want to say. You have too many clients. You just can't do that. And so then you make them, you get an office and you make them come to you. Yeah. <laughs> and it inconveniences them. At first you get inconvenienced. The second stage is they get inconvenienced. Uh, but he's like, we live in the 21st century. He's like, so there's things called zoom and this is before COVID. And so why don't you stay in your office, your house? I can stay in my office. I can have more meetings and then you can be more comfortable. Or if you forget a statement downstairs in the file drawer, you can go down and get it. Why don't we do more of that? And I heard that and I was like, that's really interesting. Uh, But that was before COVID. So we made an initial kind of a stance of like, let's try to build this. So it doesn't matter if I'm in Florida or Aaron's and I don't know, Arizona. Yeah. You can have a meeting and we can still go on as business as usual. And we're going to build a business as, as that. Well, I think there was a lot of people kind of questioning like, wait, you don't have an office. Yeah. Then COVID hit. And then it seemed like that was one of those decisions that made us look really good. Yeah. Uh, Now, now we do meet with our clients. Sometimes they come over to our house, my house, because we all are based at our house, um, which I love, or we can go to a coffee shop or they can do zoom. So like we kind of have options and I'm never going to be the guy who's going to be like, I'm too busy not to go to your house. I do like in-person meetings, but sometimes just meetings upon meetings. It's like Philip can't do, or Aaron can't do yeah. in-person meetings. They have to do a zoom today, or we can try to find another date where you can do it in person. Well, Great. Quite honestly, too, like zoom really helped us. And young people are on the
1: fly. When you have young kids um, and stuff, and you want a financial advisor and they're like, well, you got to come to my office, you know, yep. or they're going to come to my house. It's like, what am I going to do with the kids? I'm going to get a babysitter. I don't want you to get a babysitter We're a financial friends. I don't want you to spend money on me. Yeah, like right. come see, like That's let's good. jump on a zoom right? and let's just knock this out. Let's meet yep. each other that way. And then yep. if one parent needs to step aside to change a dirty diaper or get a kid, you know, a new station to watch, whatever it is, like it's yeah. totally cool.
0: It's good. Um, okay. So another way that we are uncommon is how we manage money, which is oh, interesting yeah. because my whole career, we've been kind of utilizing money managers. Um, and, Th- and custodians and platforms that we feel like when we start dissecting, we really need to be conscious about fees. Yes. And a lot of advisors will tell you what they are charging, but they won't tell you what the full fee is. Yeah. They won't tell you what the platform fee is. They don't tell you what the money manager's fee is. And maybe they do. But what we found is when we really look at that, I have trouble telling somebody, Hey, it's all in about, mm Upwards of 2% yeah. of your money, which, okay, so how do we do this differently? So we've tried to figure out platforms that have the lowest fee, we try to get into investments that have the lowest fee, but also take out money managers. Yeah. And we have to be mentored by somebody that knows what they're doing and that has a track record of doing it well. Yep. But if we have mentors to help us and take the middleman out, it only is beneficial I should say it's beneficial for our company, on Commonwealth, and it's beneficial for the client. Yeah. So their your fees go down as well as our fees and what we can charge. It goes up a little bit, so it's more profitable for the company. It's better access to the market for people. Uh, and then we have the fingers on the triggers, and we don't use money managers. So yeah. that is something unique. It's and I unique. think a lot of people are going to these money managers and have not been... Super transparent on all the fees that are associated. They're
1: with it. saying it's that they average or things like that. Yes, but I do want to say like I I still love that we use money managers when we did. When yeah, I don't. I, I d- agree. I mean, I just want our listeners to know that like I don't with like Good. regret that at all because my this is my thing. Managing your own portfolios is a big deal. It is, and I I know we both agree upon this. This is why we get along so well. Other people's money is not something you. Fake, Fake it to till you make, make it. it. Yeah, we don't do you that. don't do that. Like that is not a good thing to <laughs> yeah. do. So you do want to find a veteran that has proven themselves over and over again on how to do this and do this well. Yeah, to teach you how to do it because it's one thing to have the knowledge on how to do it. It's a whole nother level of have the knowledge of how to implement it. Yeah, it's true. So it's true. Like I've read plenty of books. We pass hard exams. We talk about investments all the time.
0: Yep.
1: It's a whole nother thing to implement something.
0: Yeah, it's true. Okay, uh, so here's a couple more. We do monthly challenges in our newsletter. I feel like people love it. I think that's why people actually open up our newsletters just because like, what's going on in the challenge? Like, what do they do this month? Some people are like, when do you have time to work? These challenges aren't hard. Sometimes they're paper airplane throwing. Like we can figure out anything. Nerf basketball. We've done a lot of silly things. Um, But I do feel like those monthly challenges, we're competitive people yeah, and uh, we like to compete. Even at random stuff, and so we do that, uh, and that's part of our monthly newsletter, and if you want to be a part of that, I'm sure we can get you on that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fun. You, Shoot you us an email. you got to love seeing some of the people. Like you get so competitive over the littlest <laughs> things. I think <mean>,
0: it's <laughs> yep, so it's fun. Yep. It's kind of an issue. All right. Million dollar net worth. When you pass a million dollars, we have a little uh, uncommon gift for people. It's kind of fun. So not a lot of people know about that, but we do that the let's go to the next thing yeah this next one i want to like spend a little bit more time okay all right go. I ahead, think it's a yeah. big one family
1: conversations around estate planning mm. like i think this is huge guys Get it. so when you look at the number one issue of people that are fortunate enough to inherit money mm-hmm. they don't spend the money and the number one fight they have among their uh siblings is what would mom and dad want money to be used for right right and so they fight about it and then they don't use it uh-huh okay right so what we do well i, I can't say me yeah. but what you do if right. done and use your superpowers like we're just like let's just get the whole family together in a room in a room and let's talk about for it for a weekend yep and let's talk about this Right. so when we say we're financial planners we're financial planners but we take it to the new level of like nope we're gonna like we're not just gonna show you some software we're gonna put you and your family into a room and we're going to talk about finances we're
0: going to help you communicate with that yeah and so this all stemmed from doing a huge kind of work estate plan and just talking through all the different things with a family up north and at the end of that i think i asked them like well how are you going to communicate this to your kids and they were like well i don't know we'll put it in our will and i was like over my dead body will you just put this in a will yeah like you've done all this work like how about we talk through and i said okay tell you what Give me a weekend with you and your children and their children's uh, spouses. Yeah. And let's talk through this. And they're like, you need a weekend to do that? You better believe it. Yeah. Because what we want to talk about is more than just money, right? We want to give an environment that not only can you talk through some hard stuff, but you can also talk about things that happened in the past. Good, bad, core values that you have. Yes. And this weekend, it's funny, I'm going to read The Richest Man in Babylon. Oh. And the whole premise of that is like the child or son in this example wants to have his his father's inheritance or like this huge rich the Babylon. Sin. Yeah. And he ends up taking his core values that his dad taught him and like I think a bag of gold, I haven't read it for a while. Yeah. but goes out and basically squanders it all and realizes the core values that his father taught him are the most valuable things that he can he can Access, yeah. And does that and ends up being the richest man in another city. And then at that time, his dad is like, okay, now you can have our wealth too. You know, yeah. like you've proven to yourself and he didn't rob his kid of like, and here it is. All of it. Take it. Boom. Yeah. Trust yeah.
1: fund, baby. So, but I love this. Like, I remember you doing this when we started working together and it blew me out of the way. I remember running home, talking to my wife about this. So, um, but I'm not going to say, cause I can't ever remember it. I'll bash it. So you're gonna say, but I'm going to remind you what it is. You, when you ask clients about passing money, you're like you can yeah. hand down. Uh, you have a number of things. Four, four,
0: four things. So or, there's four things that we talk about wealth transfer. Yes. Okay. You, okay? you take. It, you know where I want to. Core values is one of those things. Your good and your bad experiences. Like when you think about who you are today, your bad experiences have probably shaped you more than your good experiences. Yeah. Okay. But that's something that you can kind of talk through. And then you have your charitable donations or the way that you give your money or your time. It's either you're going to give it to somebody or the government's going to take it. So what's important to you. Okay. Then you have money. So if we have four core values, second thing, good and bad experiences, third thing, charitable giving. And the fourth thing is money. Yeah. If you could only transfer three things to the next generation, which ones would you transfer? And everybody would be like my core values, my good and bad experiences. And the way that I give my time and my treasures. Yes. Okay? And so that's that's the right answer, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the people that just focus on money miss those three. Yeah. Okay? But the people that are focused on those three and use their money to unlock those three, they don't really need to transfer any more money. Because all of the people underneath them have the value that got them to where they're at. Yes. Okay? Now, what we found is the people who truly focus on those four, the three things we'll have more money to transfer and the next generation will have even more of a say and more of a responsibility to then pass the core values down to their kids. Yes. So it's a, it's kind of a Rockefeller type of legacy. That's what I get excited about. Yeah. And so that was what this whole weekend was. And we want to do more of that. Yes. We want to do more family conversations of the hard work that the parents have done, the core values that they have as a family. How do we pass down those things to the next yeah. generation in so that we have opportunity in an open line of communication for everybody. Yep. Being facilitated by somebody who's helped them craft what they have and have pretty hard conversations yeah. inwardly in a, in a very controlled environment at, for the, the sake of the client yeah that's it it's, family conversations everyone That's my favorite one yeah and i think we're going to be probably doing a lot more of those in the future i'm yeah. just foreseeing that but what has happened in that family and seeing how that all shaped out it's been super valuable almost priceless and um, the transfer of wealth in this that's scenario.
1: amazing i think that's one of the things that's like very like sticks out to me that's like super uncommon
0: i love it and i could do those all day i loved it okay All right. So another thing I would just want to talk through it. We don't write our own bios. Oh yeah. How quirky is that? I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Bios suck. And you never want to write about yourself, how awesome you are. So we have a company policy. You don't write your own bio. As we get to know you, we have kind of a questionnaire that we can write. So if you go to our website now and you read our bios, it'll say, we don't write our own bios. Yeah. This is what the team thinks of them. And so what a joy it is to then all of a sudden get your bios back. Then we hired a ghostwriter to actually write this all out. So it's all kind of like, it kind of looks like we wrote it, but we didn't. Yeah. That's quirky. That's uncommon. I like that. Uh, okay. Next thing, the reviews, uh, we review ourselves. We honestly do hold uh, who we're doing business with and how the team is built. We hold that in high regard. And so in that our reviews are a little bit different. So we have core values as a team and yep. that's what we end up val- evaluating ourselves. And this isn't just like Philip evaluates everybody or Aaron. Evalu- like, no, like the team evaluates Philip. Yeah. <laughs> and here are the things that I think I would want to know if I was just kind of engaging in Uncommonwealth is like, what are your core values? Right. Yep. So high integrity. So it's,
1: it's a one big one guys coming from the guy that's underneath the boss. like, if us the employees don't actually put something on there that's like Philip you need to work on something yep. like that, we get locked in a room <laughs> yeah until right. we get like actually give some honest feedback like, yeah right so it's like it's nice cuz it shows you the leadership that Philip has like Philip wants to know the bad like for sure don't just feed my ego like no, yeah, no, no. I know I'm cool. human you know so it's it's actually a true review all across the board. it's right. really fun.
0: And it's fun because we have, we all review ourselves on these things. So high integrity is one of them. Hardworking. Attitude of serving. Man, yeah. I can't tell you, like, if you don't have that attitude, it's not going to be good. This, it, certain, this industry is not going to be for you. Yeah. Uh, positive attitude. Good communicator. Believe the vision of the future of the company. Resiliency. Holy yeah. buckets, And then maintain a high level of confidentiality. So these are the things, um, and believe the best in in. Others, yeah, that's a big thing. So those are our core values. That's how we do our reviews as a team, three sixty reviews, however you want to say it. Uh, but that's something quirky. Okay, and the last thing—that was a fun one. Do it, yeah, do it. We don't sell to people. No, we don't close. Have you ever yep. heard this? Always be closing the ABCs of yeah. Always be closing. Oh my gosh, that makes me want to vomit my mouth. Yeah, mouth. It's like I love it. It's we're here to serve and we're here to provide
1: for you with what you want from us. And that's it. Like, it's never like, Hey, let me
0: sell you something. No, here. Like here's the pen sign on the top. Yeah. Oh, it's couldn't be further from what we do. But I think the biggest closing questions that we will ask and we truly mean it is like, how can, how do you want us to help you here? Yeah. How can we serve you from here on out? And I'm okay. Sucks, but I'm okay. If people are like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Well, all right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. It hasn't happened. Um, but I have, a, I've had it happen where I've told
1: people, no, like yes. no, I don't like I don't think this is gonna be a good fit. And perfect. Right. And I probably said it before they did, you know, but it is one of those things where, you know,
0: we have to like really mesh. We have to mesh because we're doing life with people. Yeah. And we want to be in the trenches with others. And so those I think it's just one of those things, like we just don't sell. I don't no. like to be sold. The used car salesman makes me want to vomit in my mouth nobody in, likes to be sold no I gotta probably stop saying that there was one time somebody gave me feedback like stop saying that I, I gotta stop saying that <laughs> uh, but anyway we don't ever sell people we don't close people we just wanna we wanna really inform people wait hold on we do sell
1: <laughs> hold on i sorry I gotta take this back we, there is one area we will sell we will sell you on yourself. Leave it in yourself. Yeah, like that, time we, that we will do. Like <laughs> Paige
0: Whitty can do Yeah, you. like listen to Paige Whitty's <laughs> podcast. We will do that. That happened. So yeah, if you feel like you're kind of beat up, we will encourage you to like stop. You know, like you've got to think differently. Like yeah. you're valued. You can do this. So we will sell that. That's yeah,
1: true. That we will
0: sell. That's the one thing we will sell. And we'll close that. <laughs> yeah. So all right. You've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And Aaron Kramer. Until next time, go be in common. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And if any questions you have, please reach out. Yes, Thanks. please. Thanks. Bye. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.